Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball Midweek Episode. Jake's going to fix the Rockies. Trevor's going to check in on the standings. And I'm just going to listen and enjoy. Let's do it. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball presented by DraftKings. It's the midweek episode. It's episode number 329. How about that? We're really crushing it. Go us. We're at the end of April here, coming in at the end of the first month of the season. Excited to talk about some things with my friends here. My name's Jimmy. Jake is sitting next to me looking fabulous. We'll get into that. Trevor out there on the West Coast, which is not the best coast, but it's a mm. coast. Some people might yeah. think it's the best coast, and they're allowed to. And BBD is wearing Franklin and Marshall Diplomats mm. shirt. What the hell? What is that? That's why I worked before here. Oh, what is Diplomats? Well, diplomat is like a politician. Yeah, but like that's, that's a their jersey mascot. for a politician. It's the mascot. Oh, their mascot they, is they a diplomat. They are the diplomats. The Franklin and Marshall diplomats. That's god awful. Come on. There's the a school reason. is founded by Ben Franklin and John Marshall. So. Franklin and Marshall's cool. The diplomats is that's Ben Franklin's mascot. If you can't have yeah. sports teams, if you're named the diplomats, you just can't oh, have sports team. Yeah. I don't work there anymore like, for a reason, man. Debate great. club, great name for a debate yeah. club. Great sports great. sports team. Yeah. I don't know if you can have a. Where are the diplomats? Not wrong. Go dips, man. <laughs> go dips is great. You've won me over. Dip up. Go go dip up. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm back on it now. Yeah, go dip. go, go dips go is dips. really good. Yeah. Anyway, what's going on, everybody? Jake, how are you doing? Doing well, James, Trevor, big beautiful baby, David, everybody in the chat right now. We appreciate you guys. I uh, I obviously feel good. <laughs> I mean, you you dress how you play, and. Uh, I'm an 11 out of 10 right now. So, a uh, little bit of the backstory. There's a cool boy shop right by Yankee Stadium. And, uh, ad. They, uh, yeah, a little ad. Sammy's. I'll, I'll give him it. And, uh, me and Zach went over there. It'll be in the vlog if you want some good behind the scenes of <laughs> two guys kind of out of their element. But, uh, yeah, I mean, a combination of a good salesman. Uh, an incredible outfit and a human with the inability to say no. And that's how you get this bad boy. So I'll I'll be wearing this outfit a lot. Can you stand up and BB's yeah. going to go a wide shot for everyone sure. watching at home? And uh, so what we've got here is uh, obviously on Jake's right side of the body is the ocean. Oh, okay. With some sailboats. You have the sand, the shore uh, is coming down the umbrella. With uh, the beach, 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 um, what are those called? Beach balls. No, what are those? Umbrellas, beach umbrellas. That's the word I'm looking for. And then kind of like the city shoreline real estate and palm trees is up on his uh, shoulders. So it's. Is that, uh, is that a specific uh, beach town? Is it just a generic beach town? It's a great question, Trevor. I didn't ask that. Well, there's mountains uh, in the background. If I had to guess, I'd say Monaco, but I don't know if that's looks a beach. Like, town. Looks like Chile. It's an yeah. It looks Maybe. like Chile. It's an island beach town for sure. I like to frequent Chile uh, after the baseball season. I never have, but I think I'd like to. <laughs> Chile's so. Chile's amazing. We'll just take so. the coast. Thank you. C- couple couple things. Yes. Uh, one, Zach is never. 
out of his element. Mm. So I don't know why you lumped him in yeah. with you right That's there. That's fair. And number two, I, I think you look great. Like Thank when you. I got the full shot of it right there, it, yeah. it changed for me. The shirt on its own, maybe not so much, but with the shorts, it's screaming big dick energy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. I think if you had a big dick, you wouldn't be able to hide it in this outfit. <laughs> I could hide my big dick if I had one. All right. But. Well, if you wanted one, you could always sign mm. up for Blue Chew. Kind of pivots into our first ad, which I'm just going to do now because that worked perfectly. Yeah. Blue Chew, Jake, you look like a guy that would love some, I don't know if you could say this in an ad. They have a lot of do not, so I'm not even going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to steer clear of that and just. I would it. like some Blue Chew if that's what you're getting to. Yeah, I was going to add. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. You would love some Blue, yes. blue Chew in that outfit. So, um, Blue Chew is intended for males only. Facts. Weird. It's a weird bullet point that I read first. Blue Chew's tablets help with stronger and longer lasting erections. You get into that. <laughs> However, they do not direct. I don't. I've. 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 Uh, Blue, Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve. Harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy, and it ships right to your door in a discreet package, which is actually Jake's nickname for his penis. Mm. A discreet package. Oh. <laughs> if you don't like swallowing pills, no problems here. Um, Did you hear Chris Rose can't swallow pills? Oh, really? Yeah, he's in the club, too. Well, I, so he I was got, pretty excited for Blue I got Chew. out of that club yeah. when I was 16, but I was yeah. in it for a while. Yeah. I, I was just, in it for a very long time. I would time. just throw up. Did you guys, like, use water Yeah, like a drink? I still can't dry swallow pills. That blows my mind when while, people can man. do that. Used that to, honestly blows my mind when people to, can dry swallow pills. Used I don't to get empty it. the pills and, like, put it in yogurt and try to eat that. It was a bad time. I used to have to Are do it before All three of you... All Soft. three of you are in that club? Well, I got out of it, but I was 16, and I thought I was way too old. Chris Rose still being in that club is... I ruined a babysitter's... Oh, Yankees. Time. Oh. Well, that's, why, the wrong that's okay. my grandma, and she used to smash up pills and put them in applesauce for me, so... Blue Good chew. timing. My um, allergies became bad enough that, like, I just kind of had to. Blue Chew. Blue really Chew. We work. could all use Blue Chew. So could Chris Rose. Chris Rose, uh, you don't need to be able to swallow pills to use Blue Chew, so that's great. Um... We've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code BASEBALL at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BASEBALL to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Cool. Thanks, Blue Chew. Thanks, Blue Chew. Blue Chew. Trev, how you doing? Are you settling back in in California? Yeah, man. Uh, things are going well. Got a kind of a hectic day. We're getting... Um, Getting the vaccines done this week, so we kind of staggered them. I'm I'm gonna be on daddy duty, house duty, everything today, um, as I let my beautiful wife recuperate. Nice. So things are good though, man. Um, I got my my gloves on here in my bat. I'm getting ready. I, I've mentioned this before, but I'm getting ready to go to Minnesota to do a celebrity softball uh charity event with mauer oops and so i have to start practicing i can't embarrass myself yeah you guys saw me at california strong when just i just request column I, to pitch to you oh, <laughs> oh, no. No. 
my I told, I told twins fans, you got to watch out. I told, I didn't know it was going to be that bad. Yeah. That was bad. But I kind of embarrassed myself at California Strong. I popped up. I wasn't happy about it. So um, I'm going to, you know, start training now. So I, I don't embarrass myself. You popped up at California Strong because Dallas Braden went way deep. Mm. I know, but he he like plays in a league. Like I gotta, I gotta at least like give myself some swing. So I, I'm, I'm taking care of it. So video of CC Sabathia playing softball in Central Park last night, and he just like went so deep. How sneaky fit is Dallas Braden, man? He's a caveman. Like if you when actually we, look at him, he is a living caveman. Kind of. He took his shirt off for us on Facetime that one day, and we were like, "Hey, Dallas, you look good, man." Is he still saving bees? I haven't seen any bees updates. You yeah, know he's uh, this big big Dallas Braden episode right Dude. now, but he's up in Oakland. He he's he's up there for yeah. the season, so I don't think he can bring the bees. I think mm. he's got to leave them. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's got a bee babysitter. Be hilarious if he brought the bees into the Oakland stadium. That's the only thing that stadium's missing. <laughs> nice little bee. I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened there. So, are you going to go to the cage, Trev? There's like an indoor facility that I'll probably go to. Okay. Um, or there's like a, a field that if I really want to see my angle, my launch angle, I need to go outside and do it. So I, I, I have some things in the works some people that I'm going to be working with. Mm. But I'm taking it seriously, man. I love that. Love it. Jake. Should we, we got- send Dan out with him? Yes. Minnesota? Okay. Hilarious. Jake, we have um, <laughs> we got breaking news last time we were recording yeah. that – Jeff British stepped down. Um, Did you see? Okay, so he stepped down. That's like the official thing. Did you see that someone, Purple Row, that's a diamond, that's a um, Rockies. Rockies. Careful with that. They're the same team. But I'm I'm, I'm starting to separate them. Uh, Diamondbacks have a winning record right now. Go D-backs. D-back up. What I'm trying to say is. Yeah. The press release says that they mutually agreed to step down, which everyone clearly already knows that means – they, to- they forced him to su- resign because they were going to fire him and l- they allowed him to save face. Someone tweeted at Purple Row like the night before, just heard from Dick's buddy, British is gone after this game, which kind of is just funny because it was and, – and they were like, yeah, okay, dude. And then like the, as it became true. So he got fired, but they are using the word resign. And I'm very interested in, like, why or how, or are they trying, is he the scapegoat? Because it seems like they're both at fault here, trying to save face before the All-Star game and uh, get better blood. I don't know. But a lot of people were tweeting, including uh, Passin. Passin. About how, you want to throw it? Passin. About how this is, like, a great destination for a creative GM. Yes. Because there are some tools. It's not a regular old ballpark and an atmosphere but you have to get creative to play to the strengths of the situation in colorado jake is a big online gm mm. Utpa. out of the park baseball so jake if you were the rockies gm and this is the, what you want to talk about what would your fixes what would your how would you navigate building a team around the ballpark around the atmosphere around the air conditions so a couple things to paint the picture here like my t-shirt and shorts today uh <laughs> Let's go back. I want to go back to winter meetings really quick. Our guy, Eno Saris. We love Eno. He's the best. Oh, my God. He's the best. best. Bitches let me drop on my breast. Eno, we had him on. What would you say at the second? That was some little dicky. Eno, 
Blue Chew. A great song. When great song. Eno came on for winter meetings, I threw in, because Eno's the best. We, like, had nothing prepared with him just because we knew he's awesome, and he came on with a couple beers and, like, go pick up his kids after. And I, we started talking rocks, because obviously. And so I didn't realize this. I casually threw out to Eno, like, let's have some fun. Like, how do we fix the Rockies? What I didn't know, because I'm bad at my job, Eno Saris has been on this for a while. Eno Saris wrote an article for ESPN in 2015 on the Coors effect and how that affects things. <laughs> affects how it affects things. So I've mentioned we've mentioned this a lot on the show, and every time I say it, I mention it in passing, that the Coors effect and what that is. And we have a lot of smart baseball fans that listen, and, and you guys probably already know because I've said it a lot, but the Coors effect works both ways, and we're still figuring out how significantly. And yes. you're a trans, transverted Coors effect guy. I'm trans. I When we got DJ LeMayhew, uh, we talked to a Rockies guy, my guy Drew Creaseman. He and he said the Coors effect, and he talked about it, and he's like, DJ's going to be great for you guys. You guys are going to love him. <laughs> Flash forward a few years, he was right. But what that means is we all looked at it for about 20 years, Coors Field, and said, oh, you go there, you're going to hit, huh? You're with the Rockies, you're going to be a stud. Fantasy Verted baseball. Coors Effect guy. Go get, fuck? go get your Rockies. So for years, we saw these Rockies hitters, and they had these significant splits, the biggest splits of any major league team. And we just naturally assumed, because humans are dumb, that these Rocky players weren't as good as other players. They're just racking up stats and cores. Other teams would visit cores, and they would hit. It took us about two decades to figure out, like, maybe there's more going on here. And so I've talked about it with DJ LeMahieu. I've, I've hoped on it, and I believe it's happening with Nolan Arenado, that there is a problem with these Rockies hitters when they go on the road. Everyone gets Coors Field. It's the altitude, the ball doesn't spin as much, and there are some fun twists there. Like, pitchers throw more fastballs, which also affects the Rockies when they go on the road because they're dialed up for more fastballs. There's so many moving parts to this. I would look up Eno Saris's articles. He's written them with ESPN. He's written them now with The Athletic. And so let's fast forward to British a little bit. <coughs> yeah. Uh, a... There's another article that Eno wrote about the Rockies. They gutted their analytics department about two years ago. How'd that work out for you guys? Uh, so basically, they were the only team in baseball operating without an analytics department. Which they didn't, like, gut it and replace it? They just said, kibosh? I'd, ha I'd have to look into it a little more. I, I think there's guys there that are their analytics team, but they, like, reduced it, and it's just not, it's not major league quality. For what it should be We see all these teams The Yankees added a pitching facility The Dodgers It's part of why they've been so good Like there's so many ways You can dice up the sport And the numbers And all of it So I threw out to Eno Last winter meetings I was like How do we fix these Rockies And there's different theories And it's It's so much fun And that's what Passon said If you're a baseball geek In your core Just think about All the different things You can test out And we've never really Seen them test Anything. There was the one year they said they were going to shorten starting pitchers' leashes. They said they were only going to let their starters go like four, and now kind of look where baseball is. But I think on the back end of that, they didn't 
factor in, well, A, you still need good ball players. B, what that does to the rest of your bullpen. And I know that's a topic that Jimmy's kind of been on, and maybe we'll deep dive into that next week about starting pitching length. But why isn't anyone having fun with the Rockies? Like, A, I think if you're if you're any person who gets the basic concepts I just talked about, if we're just looking to have pure fun and entertainment and see where the chips lie, why haven't the Rockies gone all power hitters and home run hitters and just have some fun with it? I don't think that's the solution, but holy smokes, what a product that would be, and you can, you know, you're, you basically start playing the video game. We haven't really seen that happen. We've obviously seen them have good ball players, and a lot of this does link back to having good ball players. They've got the biggest outfield in Major League Baseball. It's huge. Produces the most triples almost year in, year out. Because to factor in for the ball flying more, they made a bigger outfield. So for me, this gets back into a huge donation in the chat. Thank you. Um, Wants the Homer draft back. We do it. We do it on Twitter. Homer Homer draft is uh, on Twitter every single day. Socks. Thank you. Go Sox 3-3-3. Three, three, three. Huge. Talking Yanks is currently not losing. Hot. I said, let's do things we can control. And I think one of the things that you can control, altitude, wherever you go, does not matter, defense and speed. And so you mentioned speed, and I just mentioned that home run video game example I just made up. Speed gets away from that a little bit. But those are constant. Wherever you go, you can play good defense and you can have good speed. And that's what Eno said. Eno, Eno tacked on the speed for me a little more than I had it because he, he said whenever you're a team going to Colorado, you should make it pure hell for them. The other team coming in instead of their eyes lighting up and saying, I'm going to have my biggest series of the year and hit four home runs, they should say, God damn it. The pitchers are miserable anyways. If you're running on them, if you're making it hell, if you're making highlight real plays, that's a bad time for the opponent. So I love that. I love making a little bit of agent of chaos baseball. The other thing I think the Rockies need to look into, and he's the only starting pitcher. Well, Kyle Freeland had one year of success. Herman Marquez is really good. Is really good. He has racked up a pretty massive war in his time with the Rockies. 14.8 war. If you measure that up against other pitchers since 2017... It banks. Like, it, it is up there with a lot of really good starting pitchers. And this is factoring in the core's effect for him, which kind of starts bringing us to the pitcher side. A, Herman Marquez has been so good for them. How is he not a guy they've locked up? You know, we talk about extensions and locking these guys up early and taking chances, especially teams that pretend to be mid-market franchises. How could you not have this guy who's pitching well for your friend. He has a 43-31 and 31 record, which, okay, we're going to record, but that's because his ERA is jacked up. It's a point and a half higher at Colorado than it is when he's on the road. He's a 3-5 road guy. Um, like, how is that guy not extended? If you're trying to build something here in a franchise that is constantly fighting for pitching, I don't know. Uh, I still think the pitching, I don't have the perfect solution on. Uh, you know, Lance Tal- Lance. Talon always plays. We looked at Lance Lynn and how he peppers fastballs. I mean, I, I do think Lance is a little bit of, of the outlier, but he was a free agent recently, and free agents normally take the highest contract you The offer. Rockies should send a scout to Lance Lynn's fastball farm every 
winter. If there's going to be more fastballs, I mean, that's a pitch that plays. The fastball actually kind of ticks up a little bit at course. Uh, so there's something to do with the fastballs. I know the slider has been proven to be a little successful. I'd like to think with the fastball usage, you could pair that with a lot of change-up guys, and the change-up is widely regarded as kind of the best pitch when it's executed properly in Major League Baseball. I would love to see the Rockies at least experiment with theories. Or again, when we start getting into the fun of baseball, if you're the Rockies, the most basic one, 12-year-old Jake playing video games, the controller vibrating on his body, feeling new feelings he's never felt before. I would get a bunch of ground ball pitchers, and I would get the best defensive infield, and I'd say, let's see what we could do with that pitching. The fact the Rockies haven't truly done something like that, at least try it. Figure it out. Because if I'm a Rockies fan and I find out about the Coors effect when things were really coming to light around 2015, I would be so mad. The franchise I root for has been playing with arms tied behind its back for 20 years. And I want my team to have a fair shot. Never mind how nasty the Dodgers are year in, year out. And oh, by the way, the Padres look like they're going to be pretty good for the next 5, 10 years or so. So, that was a long-winded with a lot of good information and a lot of weird information. But I don't know, Talk man. Talk more about your, your vibrations. Jimmy knows. On a controller? Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, auto mm. grind mode. Or, nah, don't talk about that. Um... Herman Marquez is locked up, isn't he? That's the only question I have. Didn't they sign him to a five-year deal? They bought out his arbitration and gave him like yeah, real money. They tacked Lock on a couple up. more, but they tacked he's on not like a couple long more. term, long term. Team but. option for 2014. I mean, he's been there since 2017, but he got a cup of coffee. He's got. They have him until 2023. Right, he's a free agent in 2024 with a team option. With so the teamer, they have him for. Three more years after this year, he's there. But I mean, I, I'd still like to see even a little more of that, man. I mean. Come on. This guy's been good. They've got him locked up through age 29, which is, you know, I, an extra year of arbitration or so. Like, Do they have an identity? Like, that's what I get. Like, you know, like um, certain teams, um, they know what they like. Like right now, the Yankees like righties who go oppo and let the ball travel deep into the zone. That's what they, that's why they got Voight. That's why they got DJ. They've gone away from the lefty power bat, which used to be what they wanted forever, and now they like righties let the ball travel. And whether I agree with it or disagree with it, at least I know that the analytics department came together and said, these are the players we're looking for. I don't know. I mean, I would ask Rockies fans, like, is there a a through line between the guys they pick up or they trade for or whatever? Like, is there any um, unifying factor into the in of the skill sets? And other teams have other things that they look for as well. Um, you know, obviously the Rays look for guys that can play multiple positions and have really good splits. Like, they, right. they don't care if you can hit both arms. They just want you to hit one arm really good. Like, that's kind of what the Rays analytics department has said. This is our type of lineup. Um, and I think a lot of teams do. But I don't know if the Rockies do. I, obviously, it's a dark spot for me. I mentioned Trev, your uh, rocks. But if any team was to have one, it should be them. It's kind right. of the, the point. Yeah, I like your reference. You know, teams should be scared to go in there and play. Like there should be some sort of advantage to having that stadium. Because I know in the NFL, teams don't want to go in and play the and play the Broncos. It's a nightmare for them having to adjust to the altitude. You know, I know there's not a, as much sprinting in baseball 
as there is in football. So you're not going to be as winded necessarily. But, you know, I think there is a way to take advantage. And all we ever talk about, especially on the pitching side, is, you know, pitchers get to control the variables in the game. And there are some, you know, different variables as far as, you know, I'm reading this article right now as you're talking about this with a bunch of words that are way too big for me where they're talking about like the Magnus effect on the Magnus force of a ball. Mm. So what you said is true. Fastballs are going to be a little bit faster. There's a little bit less drag there, but this article is saying, you know, they're using Fenway as a, as a, as the counter argument stadium here. And they're saying a baseball loses 10% of its speed at Fenway and it loses 8% of its speed at cores. Um, and they're saying that is, that effect is, is small. And what the, biggest difference would be is and i think everyone knows this is on breaking pitches now this article is referencing fenway and um they're saying an 18 inch typical breaking pitch at fenway due to the magnus force um will will break only about 82 percent as much at course so a four inch difference that's a huge difference in a breaking pitch so we kind of talked about this i was talking about about this with Rose um, after the pass and tweet, you know, how could you exploit that? And I think what you said is true. Like you need to have a bunch of ground ball pitchers or you can go the exact opposite way. A bunch of guys that spin the crap out of the ball at the top of the zone and then hitters. I think you got to get a bunch of guys to hit the ball in the air or at least try something like that. I, I, I do agree. Like this is something the more and more I think about Passon's tweet saying there needs to be someone creative to get in there, someone really smart to really look at the effect and figure something out, you could do that. And then we would be talking about those pesky Rockies, like who the hell wants to go into cores instead of what happens now is the opposite. Everybody wants to go into cores. Like you said, the outfield is huge. When you go out to the plate, um, is it called cores field still? Yeah. Okay, when you go to the plate at cores field, you look at the outfielders. They look like they're a million miles away. Yeah, There's so much space. People always think, oh, you go there to hit home runs. You go there to hit singles too because there's just so much open space. You get those hits there. So it's it's interesting. They're going to have to blow this whole thing up, obviously. I think that's the plan anyway. Yeah. Well, but I, I wonder I am, if story's I am, gone now. I mean, I think that was the plan all, all along. Well, there's no way they I think he's coming on the show soon. Add. Okay, let's go. Um... They're going to have to you know, ground up here. And I would love them to do something like that where they just do – like we're, we're talking about the Rays. You know, We know they have an identity. I would love for the Colorado Rockies to have an identity. And you know what? It would give opportunities to some players that maybe get lost am- amongst all the other teams. Maybe they'll be successful at Coors Field. Well, and someone, someone, I mean, someone's going to come into this job and, ha- and have to think about this. I'm curious to see who it's going to be. You said go with all power bats. I'd go with all contact speed guys. Well, because they, there's so many. Like every year, they lead in triples. Right now, there's been 13 triples hit at Coors Field. The next is Wrigley with seven, and six away teams, six away players have hit triples. So like more away, there's been more visiting triples at Coors than almost any other ballpark total, home and away. Well, and so a all all of this will spin back to talent a little bit. Like no the the. Great, great Rocky teams. The really good Rocky teams from 2018, you know, they go to the DS. They 
you know, lost the one-game playoff, blah, blah, blah. You know, Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman. I mean, those guys pretty much play. And Eno talked about that a little bit. Like, you know, a star is going to be a star, but it's impossible to get a team filled with stars. So that's where it, it just blows my mind. Something that just popped into my head, Trev, when we when you were talking, was you talk about the altitude. And, you know, there's Ryan Clark famously, like, couldn't play. Uh, against the Broncos because he had some some bloodstream stuff that was dangerous for him to play. Teams, Denver Nuggets have a huge home court advantage. You mentioned the pitchers, how the game is their hands. Why aren't we trying out a system of, like, I just got it right now. Defense, we talked about that. Speed a little bit, those play anywhere. How about guys that see a ton of pitches? So that way, you're wearing art, these, wearing art, these starting pitchers, because they're going to be the ones who get more fatigued. So then you can get into the underbelly of these bullpens. It's kind of been the formula of a lot of the good Yankees teams. A lot of good baseball teams try to do that. So I just don't get, if you're the Rockies, how are you not experimenting with these kind of things? Because there's got to be a formula out there. In any game, in any sport, there's ways to find advantages. I have one. Jimmy's got one right now. Yeah, it's uh, this is a bad idea. That would be fun. Okay. So you know how the Rays have, they care about splits. They have their lefty lineup, their righty lineup a lot. They sure. care. The the Rockies go, first they have to find a lot of starting pitchers that can go deep so they can have a small bullpen because that's the key. You can't, you can't have a lot of arms. And then you have a huge bench, maybe like a five, six-man bench, and then you have a, a home lineup and an away lineup. Ooh. And, like, only the top four hitters play home and away, and then the other five guys that get at bats, they just play home or away. They get 81 games each, just like, like some that. of the Rays players, and then you don't have the cores effect. Like, oh, I don't play at home. I just play on the road. <laughs> then the ball never breaks more or breaks less. You're seeing the same type of pitches. You don't have to go back to back. We talked with David Dahl, and he said that when they go on the road, they spend so much time on that pitching machine that emulates breaking, breaking pitches balls, yeah. because they don't see a lot of breaking pitches at home. And if they do, they don't actually like sharply break. So you just have a home crew and an away crew, kind of like spring training. Or you have pitchers that should have more success at, at Coors Field, and you like you know kind of kind of taming that in a little bit. Like there's something to that, especially with we see pitchers riding the bus up and down at towards the back end of the bullpen. Like have your pitchers that you know their stuff plays up a little bit at cores, whether they've got a lights up lights out fastball or whatever it is, or if you have a guy that's got you know a really good curveball, the home set might not be great for him. But get ready when we go on the road to San Francisco because we're gonna need you, bud. Like these things. Are pretty basic. Uh, uh, you know, we've got a Stanford man and a couple CCSU guys here, brainstorming what the solution is. And I, I think we've done more, put more effort into that than the Rockies have, <laughs> and since they've started. I have, I have, a, I have a question that I'm. You just call me a Stanford man, which I am not. I'm a USC guy. Could I went to Stanford? Of course. <laughs> Kidding me. This is a, I'm I'm dead serious about this because yeah. it's going to segue into a, a point I'm, I want to make. Is the atmosphere the same if you're inside? Like you said, you mentioned the Nuggets have an advantage. Is it the same? Like altitude? Yeah, you're up there. Okay, I don't, th- I don't think Jimmy's making they don't, a bad face. They don't, no, I was just eating my mic. They don't pump oxygen into the Nuggets Stadium. It's not a casino. I was curious, bro. I don't know yeah. if it's the same thing if you're indoors, outdoors. Should do so that. You still get tired if you're indoors. Why don't yeah. sporting events do that like casinos? Pump air in there? 
Yeah. Home court advantage. Probably mm. cost money. Yeah. Make everyone more awake, buy more stuff. So let's say start adding casinos places. You Oh yeah, every sporting event's gonna have a casino soon, right? Every That's base every man. professional baseball stadium is soon going to be like a racetrack where you can walk up to a window and place bets like in live time, right? Doesn't Wrigley have it? Like you can run up to a window and be like, I want the over in the third inning after the second inning ends. We need to let's finish this and then let's talk about Rob Manfred and what he said a little bit. Okay. Because that was incredible. But so my my point here is we always reference now the edratonic cameras and the goo that pitchers are using and they're able to shape pitches and create pitches and do all this stuff. Why why aren't the Rockies having their players, maybe some of their young guys, go into Colorado during the offseason, have an elite training facility there and does pitch design? Like, hey, this is this is our these are our circumstances. This is the altitude. This is the Magnus Force. This is all the things that play. Let's go. Let's go figure some things out. Because if they just spent a few years doing that, they could have a system. Like, this is what you do. This is how you make the ball move the way it's supposed to move here. I guarantee they could do it because, you know, the technology is there. So maybe they've thought about that. And Jake, maybe to your point, maybe they fucking haven't. And if that's the case, my God, like let's get somebody in there that can forward think like that. There's uh just my probably my closing note. Uh, and you know, I, I think everything is top down driven and ownership. And I, a lot of people have opinions on on Dick Monfort, and you could Google some things and, and what you call him? Yes, and p- put yours together. I'd like Dick to, Manfort. Monfort. Oh, I, I'd like to. Uh, Monfort. Do people call him that? So I just looked up. Probably some terrible fans that call him that. I pro. I looked up Eno's. Eno Saris. Manfort. There's got to be fans that call him that. He wrote it with Nick Groke. Nick Grokey. Yeah. Not sure how you pronounce that. Um. <laughs> so December 9th, which was right around the time of our winter, winter meetings. meetings. Didn't we do it December seventh? Could have been. So they they were working on this article. Pearl Harbor, I always remember. <laughs> According to multiple sources, four of the six members of the Rockies' research and development team have left since the end of last season, essentially kneecapping an analytics department that was already amongst Ooh. the smallest and least effective in baseball. Ooh, burn. There you go. Kneecapping. Well, wasn't the, uh, wasn't the A's analytics department just like three guys? Having a good time. Having a good time. Just three There's guys. There's just kind of working. Hey, chat, I'm going to put this article that I read. <clears throat> I already linked it once. I'll link it again. It's pretty interesting because it kind of breaks down what we're talking about it's in, in, a, in a better way. It's, it is. You can explain, explain it better than we can because I don't really know some of these terms, but I'll, I'm, I'm linking it right now. Trev, you, it, it does start getting into heavy stuff. Like if we do decide to take over the Rockies, which I should have mentioned this earlier, uh, I've decided that will GM of the Rockies is my retirement job. Just go to sports management worldwide. Like we're, yeah, like we're going to, you know, we're going to churn out and crank out next 20, 25 years, whatever it is. And then, uh, yeah, I'll take the Rockies GM gig. And we'll need a couple nerds because they got to get through some of the words, like the Magnus Opus or whatever you were just talking about. But I, we're, we're going to get there. So Foolish, Foolish will be there. Yeah. Eno, me, Eno. you, foolish Eno. Eno's going to be the Caesar thumb. Jimmy will be so rich by then, yeah. he won't even want uh, to I'm going to be your commissioner. Just, no, I'm just going to be a heckler. Commit. <laughs> yeah. We'll put, you, we'll put you in front. Like office, you off the office, right like office linebacker, but kind of just like the office dickhead. How about you heckle the opponent team? Uh, that's never as fun. Okay. 
Do you think, do you like, this is all coming up now. And, you know, when a, when a big wig like Jeff Passan mm. puts something out there, it gets a lot of traction. Do you think Theo Epstein read that tweet and was like, hmm, hmm. No, he's. I can, I can conquer the Coors effect. No, they, he's coming for the. Does he want to be commissioner? Who, but who, who? I think Theo sees. Use your fucking words. I think Jimmy. Theo sees it and he says. Uh, What's uh, the next my, biggest gap? The Indians. My, Theo's, Theo's the GM of the Indians next Yeah, year. but. The Rockies never won a World Series, right? They have the Coors effect going on. You could get creative. This is a job for Theo. No, he's going to the Indians because he likes breaking curses. He likes finding the team yeah. with the longest World Series curse, and then he's got a 10-year rule, and uh, those are the Theo rules. Like, and go to the team with the longest curse, and then I win them a World Series. No, it's a five-year rule. He only stays with one team for five years or 10 years? Yes. He has a rule, whatever yeah, the not. 10. So he says, I'm not going to stay anywhere more than 10 years. So he's going to the Indians next. It's going to be fantastic. It's like Leonardo DiCaprio. Once you're 25, you're way too old for him. And I think, See you later. I think he wants Cleveland because he knows the sauce that works. I think he'd be a little scared of Colorado because he has to invent a new sauce. The sauce. Yeah. Yeah. All so, right. So that's, fi- we know the sauce. that's fixing the Colorado Rockies. We're, uh, we only got like, 15 more minutes left, Trev, kind of. Charlie Blackman, career OPS at home, 979, away, 745. Yeah. You think Charlie Blackman's a 745 on the road type of hitter? You're wrong. You're wrong. All right. Trev wants to take a look at the standings because we got a lot of teams mm. that we didn't think were real that are leading right now, so we got to figure it out. But first, got to tell you about Magic Spoon cereal. I eat a lot of this now. There's like boxes on mine and Jake's Ted Lasso desk that I just kind of mm. stick my hand in and eat all the time. It was my and lunch yesterday. It was your lunch yesterday? Yeah, Magic Spoon gets consumed. So growing up, cereal is one of the best parts of being a kid. But, uh, you know, some of us had to give it up because we realized it was full of sugar and junk. Going down the cereal aisle, I just went shopping with Katie the other day. It saddens me, like as an American almost, which I, I know is like very pretentious and annoying. But like they literally have churro cereal. Yeah. There's a churro cereal Delicious. and like uh, cinnamon toast and it's just candy and there's Twinkie cereal now. It's insane. Well, if you want to eat cereal and not feel like a bag of shit, Magic Spoon. I think that's their official slogan or they're going to tell me to never say that again. <laughs> it's got zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. Only 140 calories a serving. It's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb and GMO free. And they've got exciting news. They've released a super delicious new flavor, Birthday Cake. Birthday Cake Magic Spoon will be available in a special five-pack. Ooh, five-pack for a limited time. So get it while you can. Or you can build your own box with all the available flavors, uh, cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, and cinnamon. I haven't tried cinnamon yet or Birthday Cake. Need to get on that. If you're listening from Canada, Magic Spoon now ships there as well. Hell yeah. Mm. Go to magicspoon.com slash baseball to grab a new limited edition birthday cake or a custom bundle of cereal to try it today. And be sure to use our promo code BASEBALL at checkout to save $5 off your order. The offer is now good anywhere in the U.S. or in Canada, but only when you use our code at checkout. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash baseball and use the code BASEBALL to save $5. Final update. I did message Eno this morning, and I was like, hey, thing I'm going to talk about this today was reading some of your old articles. Any any new stuff or anything to add? And he was like, not really. Some pitches and losing movement, blah, blah, blah. Um, he said the only thing he doesn't have in there, he thinks, he thinks there's a sleep strategy. 
that could help wow. the Rockies. Ooh. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. God, you know. That's I'm what I'm talking about. Just some good old-fashioned <sighs> pot and a nap. That's what you need. <laughs> Every night. You know what I mean? It's legal there. Yeah. Sure is. Team microdosing. All right. Dallas Braden's in the front yeah. office. <laughs> okay. All right. Back to my point. Yeah. I'm looking at the standings. We did our, you know, our over-unders uh, preseason. A lot of the teams at the top of the standing, and, and, and mind you, we're a month in now. A lot of teams at the top of the standings, we were pretty um, bearish on mm. preseason. And I wanted to make a point here. Uh, and then we'll go into I, – I want to make a point, and then we'll talk about which one of these teams, that we, a surprise team at the top of the standings, do you think will be there at the end? Like who's legit, who's not legit? But think about this right now. In the, in, in the NL – the playoffs would go Mets at the top of the division, Brewers at the top of the division. I'll just say the Dodgers and the Giants, they're tied, but I'll just give it to the Dodgers. So those are the three teams winning the division. The wild card teams would be Giants, obviously, at 15 and 9. But then there'd be three teams tied for that second wild card spot. Jimmy's Arizona Diamondbacks, mm. BBD's Pittsburgh Pirates are two mm. of them. We shit on both those teams. And they are basically, like we said, the Pittsburgh Pirates have a 58 over under win uh, total. They're already at 12. 12 and 11. No way anybody saw this coming. The Diamondbacks have been pitching their face off. Zach Gallon and Bumgarner doing it. 12 and 11. It's nuts right now. A lot of the teams we thought were going to be good. The Twins, Yankees, they've been horseshit. So, get the Red Sox at the top of the East Division. Royals at the top of the Central. A's at the top of the West. Of the Red Sox, the Royals, the Giants, and I guess I'll throw the Mariners in there sitting at 13-11. Is there one of those teams that you think will be there at the end of the year? And if so, which one? All right, so say, say them again. The, 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 the Giants, the Mariners. The Royals and the Red Sox. The Red Sox. Um... I think can be in the mix for sure. That's my number one out of all those that I think, yep, they can be in the wild card race. They can be in, in playoff hunt at the end of the season for sure, uh, without a doubt. The Giants, no. <clears throat> I think they've, um, I think the Giants have been good, but they're, none of their, like, their pitching's been good. Their hitting hasn't been good. The Padres have um, played a lot of games against the Dodgers, and I, I don't think the Giants have yet. So. I think, you know, the Padres now don't see the Dodgers again until August or late June. So I think the Padres may have a hell of a summer beating up on all the other teams where they've kind of been planning and strategizing and dealing with injuries and big series against Dodgers. Now, they won three out of four against the Dodgers, so it's not like they're losing to the Dodgers, but still it's just like that seems to be the mindset right now and Tatis getting injured and then coming back. And I think the Dodgers, I think the Padres have not found that sweet spot yet. Of like, yep, we're rolling. And they're still not even doing poorly. So, But I would say the Red Sox are my number one that I think are, are going to be in the mix. I like that. We did, we did this uh, on IG Live with C. Rose ad. Uh, he asked, of the Royals and the Giants, do you think either of those teams will be buyers at the deadline? Royals now, and my the Giants? Answer, 
Royals or the Giants? My answer was no. I said, I think, and he made a good point. He said the Giants, he thinks, could be sellers of the deadline, that that was their plan all along. They did a bunch of these one-year deals with these pitchers. Now they're performing well, and that's exactly what they wanted. They can now ship these guys out to teams that are going to be actual contenders at the end of the year. Rosie says she thinks the Royals will be buyers of the deadline, and they'll be looking for some of that pitching. So maybe the Giants sending some of those starters over to the Royals could put mm-hmm. them over the hump. I kind of agree. The Central right now, AL Central is a mess. Mm-hmm. Like, Could the Royals be opportunistic in a year where it seems like it's down? It's an, interest, it's an interesting take because we... We looked at the Royals lineup. We said, hey, congrats for them for going for it a little bit. They went and, you know, went and got some guys. They constructed a pretty damn good lineup. But, you know, right now, man, they're sitting at 14 and 8. They're playing, they're playing ball. And yeah, adding a starting pitcher, we could just be totally this could be a, a, a an instance where a team is two or three years ahead of their window and they said, screw it. Let's the window's open now. Let's open it some more. Uh, yeah. I'd like to see the Royals play some more teams as well. Um they're eight and seven against teams of, uh, with a 500 or better record, which is pretty good. And Jim, to your point, Boston, nine and five against teams with a 500 or better record. Boston I, got high. I just like the confidence that Boston's playing with and the fun and the swagger. And uh, pitching's been good. I think the Royals, I like their offense a lot. Um, I don't know if it's in their best interest to be buyers. I'm curious how it plays out. But, like, you know, if Danny Duffy keeps pitching well for two more months, I think you you trade him at the highest value he's had in five years. And that's probably the smartest thing and the best way to help the future of your t- club. Yeah, but we, we know the Royals aren't thinking that way. The Royals went out in free agency, yeah. and they, they started this whole thing. They, they I know. They're, they've they they been rewarding. They the got Carlos Santana. Uh, they got Ben Intendi. Uh, they signed Mike Miner. So the, the Royals in their front office said, because they, they don't consider themselves a mid-market team, they consider themselves a small-market team, that they have to operate differently. And because there were so many teams – Tanking slash after that year of excitement and big free agency and all of these teams competing, we stumbled into this year that was a lot of teams aren't. A lot of teams kind of dipped. And the Royals saw that and said, hey, you know, we've got some young guys we like. Let's make some moves. So they got Carlos Santana. They got Mike Miner. They got Benny. And they've only got... Whit Mer- well, Whit Merrifield, who might be one of the most well-respected guys in the game by baseball players, I forget. I think I think it was Giolito on Chris Rose's rotation who said, like, he's one of the best players in the league, and it just doesn't talk about. It. He's yeah. always hitting. He always plays defense where he is. Like, there's not a lot of guys you can say that about. Santana got hot recently, and he's doing well. Other than that, the rest of the offense hasn't. Done too too much Adalberto Mondesi hasn't played a game for them And he's supposed to be a dynamic Baseball player for them uh, Offensively, defensively And they have a formula They've got a back end Of the bullpen that's nice man Stalmont, Holland, Barlow, Zimmer, Wade Davis Like you know Wade Davis you know him from yesteryear Same with Greg Holland The other guys you might not be familiar with But you should get there because they're good 
So they've got a recipe. If they can get enough from their starting pitching, which if Danny Duffy can stay <laughs> not even around this, but if he can be good. The other guys, Brad Keller, who's sp- supposed to be their one, he hasn't gotten off to a hot start. So the Royals have gone off to a good start. The Twins are in a little bit of a disarray right now. And there's wins to be had, and their front office is supporting this team. So you mentioned the confidence the Red Sox are playing with right now. I think the Royals have that too. This team has been empowered, and I'm very interested to see where they're at during the All-Star break because I think like they were in free agency, I think this team will be geared up to make whatever moves around the edges to to take them to the next level. So I'm, I'm in on the Royals fighting for an AL wildcard spot. I think the one thing we need to think about is all these teams, you know, talking about that tax threshold, don't want to go over it. Like maybe some of these guys are going to be available at a discount because some of the big players aren't going to be there. Like the Yankees aren't going to be adding anybody of significance. They don't want to go over the the, the threshold. So some of these, yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry about talking. I know you guys like him. Best base runner in baseball. Mm. Um. So you know, I think there is a there is a. To borrow Jake phrase, there is a mm. world where a couple of these teams sneak in, they get a few players, and we're going to be looking back and being like, man, how did we miss that? Or or why did everybody miss that? Red Sox are going to... And then the last the last thing I want to I want to ask you guys, because I know we, we have a kind of a strict time limit right now. Mm. Our two teams, your guys, Yanks, yeah. my Twinkies. Mm. I know you're. I know you're a Rattler guy. You're a Snake guy now. But we're just. We'll talk about the Yanks, okay? Uh-huh. Yankees and Twins both sit at the bottom of their divisions. Who's got the better chance to finish at the top of the division? Yankees. Or it could be neither. Both. They both have the chance. Seems like the Twins. I don't know the full. Well, I don't know fully what's going on in Twins, but if it, Colomay's lost them a lot of games, so that's such an easy fix. Stop using him. Until it, like, you know. Make it better. Like, you know, it seems like the easier fix. Yankees are starting slowly, slowly to get better. So, I mean, like, a week ago, there was no signs of life. A couple games against the Orioles, and you guys are back on the train? No, they, they, on, they only won one game against the Orioles. They, they took three out of four against Cleveland. and Reeling. And Cleveland has good pitching, and they looked competent um, going against them. Like, it's just changing. Yesterday, they swung at pitches in the zone. Yesterday was the first time it felt like the offense was like, fuck it, we got to change something. Because the first time through the lineup, every single batter besides Higgy, who doesn't need to do this because he's the only one hitting, swung at the first or second pitch. No matter where it was thrown or what pitch it was, they just, like, it seemed like a team like, hey, we just got to swing today because they just haven't been swinging. So I felt good about that. And then Kluber gave a good start. But uh, Yankees get Voight back, last year's home run champ. That should change the lineup dynamic a little bit. And the, the other thing that we appreciated, but we more lived in fear of as Yankee fans, like Kluber and Tyone, man, these guys haven't pitched. So this first month for them is like literally get on the mound and see, see what I still got in my right arm. Uh, so Kluber had a nice start yesterday. Tyone's look solid. Uh so they get Voight back as well with some other slow starts. Honestly, the Yankees' record should probably be worse than it is. Um, so as Yankee fans, if they can finish up this Baltimore series strong, they've got Detroit uh, at home. You know, you, you start, you're around 500. It's a 500-month, whatever. The Twinkies, you know, they called up Kirilov. Um, their lineup's 
Vikings are looking bad. Their lineup's been kind of doing it. Like, Buxton's in the MVP race right now. A couple guys. A couple Nelson guys. Nelson Cruz is hitting homering it on the tonight. screws, and he's he's homering tonight. So, And I just think the other part of that equation, the White Sox were supposed to be the Twins' big contender this year, and they they kind of look around what we expected, and we'll see if the upstart Royals do anything. Uh, Jim, you nailed it on the Giants. I, I think that division is just... Brutal. Um, although I love their coaching staff with Trev, and they just traded for literally my two favorite Yankees. So like, well, not yeah. Literally. I want to like not literally. They're, they're thinking like they could do it. I swear yeah. they're not. They're not backing down. I don't know. I want to take the last five minutes and uh, one ask San Francisco Giants fans to tell me some honest scouting on Wandy Peralta since he's going to be with the Yankees for the next three seasons. Give it to me. And in return, I will tell you some fun things about Mike Talkman Ooh. to look for. He can play all three outfield positions, and he plays them really well. He hasn't been thrown out in the base paths yet. Uh, defensively and base running, you're going to have a lot of fun. He tracks baseballs down like a linebacker, kind of like um, free safety. how Petey tracked down the quarterback in Remember the Titans when he's just running very stiff like this. Like, Give me that ball, Petey! Give me that ball! Uh, Jump on like a starving man on Christmas ham or whatever that quote is. That's how he plays the outfield. It's really fun. And then uh, his interviews are thorough. Thorough. And we had him on the show, and he's uh, he's read all the Game of Thrones books. He's like he reads like he's Detail. into like Reddit theories Detail and Reddit forums. Oriented. Like he's very thorough. And uh, with a buzz cut, he looks like a little kid. So that's the Mike Talkman scouting report. Um, he was injured last year, so he didn't hit anything, but. He's usually good against lefties, so that's the Mike Talkman scouting report. They traded him for Wandy Peralta. I need in return from Giants fans, Wandy Peralta. Peralta scouting report, and like not just like he sucks. You're gonna hate him. Like give me the goods. Yeah. Give me the. Let me know what's going on. Baseball savant. Yeah, and I think that's it. That's the show. Good job, everyone. Anything else we missed? BBD. Any parting words? I miss you, Mike Talkman. Yeah. Oh man. I was I've been clamoring so the last small. three days for Mike Talkman to start getting starts and platoon with Clint Frazier. But now that's gone. So, our last like three talking Yanks episodes have had like five minutes each. Start Talkman. I'd like them to like, start get Talkman some more. Games. And now it's impossible. Red Sox five and five in their last ten. Stay in until you get Sale back. That's yeah. the plan. Yeah. All right. Goodbye. Farewell. Alvidathan and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm.